And uh, just want to thank those of you who have been so faithful during these hard COVID months to, um, to continue to be with the Church of Seven Run for sharing um, our mission with others. And I just want to thank those of you who have discovered the Church of Seven Run during this COVID season. And just to say it is an honor uh, to get to be a part of your spiritual journey. A couple of things real quick before we begin. Uh, just to remind you that on November 1, um, we will be regathering at 11 o'clock in this auditorium, this auditorium that you see right now that is empty here. But um, every seat is a symbol of a story, a story of somebody for whom Jesus died and for somebody who Jesus cares deeply. And we realize that not everybody um, can or should be gathering. But we also realize there's a certain percentage of the population that, uh, that, that needs to and should. And so for those of you who are called, um, we're going to be gathering November 1st uh, at 11 o'clock. And this is a larger part of restarting the church and let God, letting God reinvent um, us on his mission. Lastly, just would also say thank you if, um, you know, if you're willing to just take a moment in um, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, whatever platform you're watching, and let us know you're here. Engage throughout the service. Please feel free to, to comment or to ask questions, uh, to let us know that you're here, and, um, and we would just be delighted to, to respond. Um, so with that, I want to tell you that today we are wrapping up the formal series of It's Your Call, but we're not wrapping up It's Your Call because that's your call for the rest of your life and, and on into eternity. So that'll never be finished. But this part of the series, um, we are wrapping up today. And, and, um, and I want to remind you that the organizing center of your life, the one thing that will make sense of everything else, uh, the one thing that will determine whether you're living your life on purpose or off purpose, um, effectively or not effectively, it's, it's all your call. So your call has been given um, in Christ most clearly, um, and your life is the answer to whether or not you've heard your call. Uh, this is more than, than static religion. This is more than... Um, behind in a seat, faith. This is, I have heard God speak to me, heard metaphorically and literally and through scripture and through others and through life and through your mom and through, um, through, through the, the evidence of testimony of creation. I, I've heard God speak to me most clearly through Christ. And the response of my life, my yes or no is given in my living, uh, not just my knowing. So, for those of you who are just joining us, let me let me be really crystal clear to say that your whole life call is this. It is to life-changing salvation, and, and this overflows into world-changing service. If your religion isn't changing your life, first of all, um, have you been saved? Have you been born again? Have you allowed God to rescue you from your self-sufficiency? and from the brokenness of your sinfulness um, through faith in Jesus Christ. And, and has this so gripped your life that it's overflowed into compassion and, and action 
for the, the blessing of others, others, that you're now serving the interest of Jesus in the lives of others. That's your call. That's the umbrella that the rest of your life is lived in. Now, beneath that umbrella call is what I would call a, a personal action call. And this is, or these are, the ways in which God has called you to use your gifts, your time, your talents, your resources and abilities to advance his kingdom through your life. This is, this is how you are revealing Jesus to the world. And, and one of the moves that, that must be made, because Western Christianity is dying because we're not doing this, we, our salvation, if it is a salvation, is not life-changing. And actually, if it's not life-changing, it can't be salvation. So, so whatever it is that we're doing as churches isn't changing us enough to go out and be the change in the world. That's crazy and it's wrong. That's like Jesus coming, uh, you know, a Jesus coming and going, well, um, I'm kind of here for a reason, but I'm bored. I want to go on vacation. I'm hungry. I want something to eat. What? Am that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus came with a laser focus. And everything he did and everything he said was a beautiful revelation of light in the dark, of, of love in all of the, 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 the hate. It was kingdom. And as it was with Jesus' life, so it is with yours. Jesus said in John 20, 21, in the exact same way the Father has sent me. And, and acknowledging that, yes, I agree, God, you sent Jesus, and I want to follow that salvation. In the exact same way the Father sent me, Jesus said, I am sending you. He's saying, I'm called, you're called. He's saying, my call is your call. He's saying, my mission is your co-mission. And so, so we have to move from this passive, um, you know, uh, butt in the seat, do nothing, no difference at home, um, no change in focus, no, no service in the world, no uh, creation of new things to reveal God's love in the world. We have to move from this passive, do-nothing interpretation of Christianity to this active, personal living of the call. That's what we mean when we say live Jesus. You're living out your call. You have to do something. Not some pastor somewhere, not some staff member somewhere. If you are born again, then you are born again into the life and, and the, the image of Christ to be the difference in the world. And so as we restart church, we need to restart with you, you and I making a restart that I'm going to answer my call actively. Um, I'm going to answer my call in a way that moves me out into the world, that it it becomes my number one priority that, that I don't give myself a pass to sit on the sidelines and do nothing. Now, now here's, I want to share with you seven reasons why most people on the planet will miss their call. And here's the crazy thing about that, right? If you are looking around and looking at what other people are doing, uh, unfortunately, and, and saying, oh, well, if I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set my agenda by, by what I, I see around me, then you're probably going to set your agenda uh, of answering your call based on other people who aren't answering their call. Got it? You don't want to do that. That's bad. 
okay? You want to begin until you're seeing tons and tons of people answering their call. You want to begin here in the holy, uh, you know, uh, perfect word of God um, that, that reveals Jesus. You want to start here and listen well and do what it says. That's where you want to start. But if you're just looking around, you know, uh, and saying, well, I'm as good as everybody else. Well, that's that's like one pig in the in the, you know, the the trough saying, well, I'm just as clean as all the others. Well, you're still a pig and there's a better place to start. So the reasons why most people on the planet will miss their call are are these. Number one, no life changing salvations occurring in their life. I mean, for most people, there's not even the attempt Um, for many people. Uh, the attempt is religion, and but it's it's not a it's not a religion that is changed and is changing. Present tense is changing and, and making them more fit for 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 heaven, more more like Jesus, more loving, kind, more full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. So that just isn't there. And without personal salvation, you've missed your first call. The second reason most people on the planet will miss their call is the deceit of sin. And this is so wide ranging, but just it's the idea that, you know, uh, sin is any thought that isn't God's. And and for all of us, there's this idea that 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 if I do what I want, I'll want what I got. And that never works out that way. And the very fact that I'm pursuing something that is not a thought of God is a deception. And so look to the sin in your life. Well, how do I know what it is? Well, start with scripture, ask God, Father, reveal the sin in my life. Look to the sin in your life and and let God eradicate it and and the fog will begin to to move away, the mist will move and you'll be able to see more clearly the call of God. The third reason is fear of personal inadequacy. Um, and this is a huge one, and, and it, it probably infects us all. What this is, though, is a rejection of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and it's, it's uh, a misplaced attempt for you to still be the sender when your salvation, the whole move of your salvation was that, that you and I stopped being the center of our lives and Jesus became the center of our lives. But, but it's a rejection of the indwelling of the Spirit. God gave his Spirit to to empower us to do what you and I could never do on our own. 2 Corinthians 3, 5, and 6 says this, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves. It's not for me. I don't, I don't have to worry about whether I'm not competent. In one sense, apart from God, I can say this, I'm not. But in Christ, now that's a different, that's a different question. But our competence comes from God. And that's where you got to stand. My competence comes from God. Your competence, just like your call, comes from God. Verse 6 says, He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, ministers, servants, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, but the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So there's this freedom that comes into our lives that, that is from God. It's the indwelling Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that makes us competent. God has called you and he has gifted you and he has He has filled you with his Holy Spirit to overflow with the life of his son. The fourth 
reason for most people missing the, uh, the, the call on this planet uh, is the lack of faith to navigate the tension of the unknown. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So I'm going to put this one on a little bit of a hold, but I'm just simply going to say that you and I want to know stuff so we can control stuff. That's a fail. <laughs> you know, um, the, the reality is that, that, well, let me, let me just give you the definition of faith. I'm going to give you a little earlier in the message than I was planning to, but here's a working definition of faith, and there are probably endless definitions. Faith is living effectively through the, the, uh, the tension of what I don't know in the hope of who I do know, Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior of the world. So, my faith will call me always into the tension of what I don't know and will call me to stop living by what I, what I quote, know and can control. Now I'm into the realm of the unknown and I'm into the realm where I'm not in control and what's guiding my life is the Jesus before me who says, follow me and I trust who I know, not what I know. Many of you are frozen in moving, making a move on your call because I, I, well, I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to know. You just have to not be stopped. The fifth reason for most people being stopped in their call is the distraction of busyness. Well, I'm just too busy. I just don't have time. That's just not true. Um, you and I have a short time on planet Earth. Uh, you have time to do what God's called you to do. In fact, you don't have time to do anything else. It's it's kind of like the stories of people that um, that I've personally been a part of. So busy, so busy. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do, th to do this. And and suddenly they're in the hospital. And that morning they were getting up thinking, I don't have time for X, Y, and Z. Suddenly God stopped everything. And they discovered that all those things that were so important, no, they can be stopped. And we can begin to reprioritize. The, the sixth reason most people on the planet will miss their call is procrastination. Simply putting off till later what you know to do now. Some of you, God's told you what to do. You just haven't done it. And you're kind of like I was as a 14-year-old. You know, you're, you're living in the land of good intentions. My mom used to say, Drew, take out the trash. And I said, I will. And, you know, and in my, my mind, saying I was going to do it was as good as doing it. And then you know, six hours later, the trash would still be there. And my mom would say, Drew, take out the trash. And I said, I'm going to. And I'd be annoyed at her for, you know, yeah, I was a smart aleck. I, you know, I'm going to. I'd be annoyed for her being impatient with me because I haven't done it. Well, it finally occurred to me that good intentions don't mean anything. But I haven't done it until I've done it. I have met people who've been called to do things in God's kingdom. Uh, at 13 and 15 and 20. And I, I have had conversations with them at 65 and 70. And they talk about a life that was missed during those years because they said no. And now they're restarting at 65 and 70 what God called them to do. I say two things on, on that. Number one, um, man, I'm so sorry you forfeited those years. Number two, I'm so joyful that you're that you're, you're saying yes now. God's a God of new beginnings. Don't procrastinate. Lastly, the, the reason many people fail to ever answer their call in a world-changing way is they simply don't prioritize their, their lives. 
to match the agenda of eternity with their life and time. And this is a step of spiritual maturity for you to step back and stop for just a minute, stop all the busyness, get out of the whirlwind, and 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 look at the scriptures, spend time listening, you know, close your eyes and look into the face of Jesus and, and ask him what matters for eternity for you. And then you start prioritizing that in time. So it's your call and it's been given and your life is the answer. Here's what I wanted you to do today as we wrap up this series. This is what I'm asking you to do. To pursue your call, pursue, actively pursue your call into the unknown so that others may know Jesus through you. And I cannot think of a higher compliment, purpose, uh, accomplishment in life than somebody else having been given a glimpse of Jesus through my life. I can't think of anything that matters more. God wants to use you to help somebody else see him. He, he wants to use your hands to, to be his hands so that somebody else can feel what it's like to be truly, healthily touched with, with the love of eternity. God actually wants to use you to lead somebody else into a life-changing salvation that overflows into their having a world-changing service impact. But you have to pursue your calling. And your calling, it's into the unknown. So, so Hebrews 11.6 says this, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. What's faith? Well, faith is living through the tension of what I don't know in the hope of who I do know. Okay? So, Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him, there's an action, uh, must believe that he exists, there's an action, and that he rewards all those who earnestly seek him, there's an action. Pursue your calling. You are the beloved of God. You are the called of God. The call of God is on your life. It is the ordering center of your life. It, it, any point in your life where you stop and 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 listen and answer it, it will rearrange your life into beautiful, uh, creative uh, purpose and vision. It is like, you know, a, a video vision of, of a, you know, a, a vase being dropped and shattering on the, the, the hard marble floor, and then you, you play it in reverse, and it all comes back together when you and I Hear the call of God, and in humility and brokenness, we answer that call. And we pursue that calling into whatever unknown God says. I don't know how, I don't know, you know, the, the means that I don't know anything. All I know is that you're saying to, to do this, so I'm going to do this so that others can know you through my actions, my faith, my life. Man, when you start to do that, life just comes together. And it beautifully, it not only comes together for you, you get to see it come together for other people. One of the things that, that I am passionately praying about, not just for 2021, I want it to happen the rest of 2020, but certainly in 2021, is I, I want to see life change. Um, I, I find no joy or satisfaction in running machine. And 
and uh, in turning the wheels of religion. That's, that's pointless. But to get to be some small part of your Heavenly Father you know, changing your life, that, that is epic. That is, that is it's inspiring. It's worth everything. And, and, and to be a part of the movement of the Spirit of God, the coming of His kingdom in this COVID day uh, to where more and more faith rises, people are answering their call, and, and we are infecting other people with an infectious, life-changing salvation, and, and the kingdom begins to spread, and, and the world begins to move from broken and dark to, to lit and loved, that is worth giving your life for. So if, if I were to, to define this faith more, you know, you know, the, my definition of faith in a fuller way, I, I would put these words back in, which you kind of heard at the beginning. Um, faith is living effectively through the tension, fear, and pain of all I don't know and can't control in the joyful hope of who I do know is in control. So all the things stopping me, all the, the weight on my shoulders, all the reason I'm too busy to, to, to serve God, all the, the reasons I can't do X, Y, or Z for the glory of God, you know, through all eternity on planet Earth, all of those things are just shattered by my confidence, joyful confidence, in who I know. I know Jesus. And and fixing my eyes on him, it just changes everything else I see. So, the call of God. Man, it is active. Uh, it was God did something. His son came and he and he lived kinetically and he called and he loved and he and he died and he rose. He did all those active things to call you to an active response. So pursue your calling into the unknown so others may know Jesus through you. Pursue. Faith is kinetic. It's not just a static knowing. Anyone who comes to him, Hebrews eleven six says, uh, must believe uh, that he rewards those who earnestly seek. This is active. And, and one of the, the, the calls of God on your life is that your faith become more active. It moves from passive and critical to active and, and constructive. Your calling, Ephesians 2.10 you have a calling of God on your life. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He's a beautiful creator. He's a great artist. And we were created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which he prepared beforehand for us to do. God has things for you and only you to do on this planet. You have a part to play. It's like being a part of an orchestra and, and you're assigned to an instrument and you're assigned to a beautifully written part that is a part of a, a beautifully written whole, but you need to play your part. And as you do, you blend in harmony to all the other things that, that, the, that the, the writer and director are, are, are accomplishing in the piece. And you and I get to be a part of that when we, when we pursue our call into the unknown. Matthew 25, um, 34 through 36 tells us that we all have a part to play in, in this calling. It, it describes very, very clearly um, how critically God values it. And, and um, as soon as I find it, <laughs> here's, here's what, what Jesus said. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance to the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. 
I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Um, uh, I was thirsty. Um, Excuse me. I needed clothes. You clothed me. I was sick. You looked after me. I was in prison. You came to visit me. All of these things that you did with your faith, these are ways that you were me in the world. It matters. Your calling matters. So pursue your calling into the unknown. The unknown is always where God exists and where he invites. And so if you want to know him, you can't stay where you are. You can't stay in your known and and find God. You really won't find him there. You're going to have to, to step out into the unknown. Faith, answering your call, is a journey into some unknown, uh, into the tension of not being in control, of, of not knowing how or not knowing the schedule. And, and it, this really grates on us. It really makes us angry. It really, it really makes us, you know, uh, fearful. But faith also resolves all of those things as we worry less about what we don't know and our hearts are consumed by who we do know. We want to use faith, at least religion does, to give us some answers and a degree of control over our lives. The truth is, all this ever produces is deadness in religion. There's no supernatural in our life through our own knowledge and our own self-sufficiency. You'll never be changed, um, you know, by what you what you think you've already mastered. The truth of the scriptures is that. God wants to do all of his work of calling with great forethought to change us that we might be agents of change for others. God reveals himself to us that we might be his revelation to others. And when you hear your calling and you pursue your calling into the unknown, the result is that that other people get to know Jesus through you. Let me just wrap up with this. Remember, the purpose of your life isn't comfort, it's commission. In Matthew chapter 28, um, verses 16, 17 through, through 20, the scripture says, The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. There's a calling. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. There'll always be people around you who are missing the point. Don't follow them. Eyes on Jesus. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. <laughs> Man, that's confidence. Therefore, go, and, and as you're going, these are participles, going, make disciples of all ethnos, all people groups, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. In other words, Lead them to begin life-changing salvation and then don't leave them. Lead them, but don't leave them. You lead them and then you walk with them in, in the fullness of the way so that they live Jesus too. And Jesus promised this, I'll be with you to the end of the age on this mission so that others may know through uh, Jesus through you. It's the call of Abraham. In Genesis 12, go from your country to the land I will show you. Um, that's a call into the unknown. And, and, and why did he have to do that? Um, so Genesis 12, 3b could f- be fulfilled. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Abram, you answer your call. And other people are going to know me. Because you said yes. And you pursued your call. The call of Moses, Exodus 3. 
Moses pursued his calling, though he felt completely unqualified. He says in chapter 3, verse 11, who am I that I should go? In chapter 4, verse 11, you know, because he is going to be the spokesperson of God. God has a sense of humor. <laughs> when I look in the mirror and I, I think about God calling me to be a pastor, it's like, you really have a sense of humor, don't you, God? And in 4.11, here's God's called spokesman to be before Pharaoh and, and, and to lead a nation free. I am slow of speech and tongue. The result, in chapter 3, verse 10, God actively gave the call. So now go, Moses, I am sending you. And Moses actively pursued the call, and the Lord was re- revealed every step of his way with an impact rolling on through eternity. If you want to know the way forward, it's your call. Pursue it. Pursue it with all of your heart. Let go all of the other distractions and sin in this world and pursue your calling. Make your calling the the focus of your life. It's what's going to matter for the next billion years. It is what ought to define your life in time. Let it Let your calling, your created purpose, your gifting, the the unique way Jesus shaped you to to show himself in this world, let that be the priority of your life. And man, just pursue it with, with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength so that it's shown how much all of your life is loving God. It's going to be, it's going to be out into the unknown. I'm not going to be able to tell you how, but You don't need to know how, you just need to know who. And the result, others are going to know Jesus through you. I want to ask one question. Who knows Jesus and now has a life-changing salvation relationship with him because of you? The truth is, it's God's will that, that many people know him through you. And they will as you answer your call. I just want to say I am praying for you and I am looking forward to hearing hundreds of life change stories, beginning with yours, of how God moved and worked and saved and loved because you said yes and pursued your call. Thank you in advance for your obedience and thanks for hearing my heart.